What's whole podcast land and welcome to yet another incredible, fantabulous, erotic episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Oh, Doc Past. <laughs> Who's that? I'm gazing across the ether at one of my favorite peeps in Berlin. It's Jim Cakes. Hello, Jim. It is me. Yes. Hello, Leon. Hello, Podcast Land. How are we doing? That's right. It is I, Leon. Hello, Podcast Land. Tonight, am I already tipsy? I might already be tipsy. Tonight, we're having a chilled evening where we are conducting the traditional Doctor retrospective. That's right. It has come to the fifth Doctor this time. We have reviewed all of Peter Davison's episodes or serials, sorry, also episodes. And we are going to look back on his time as the fifth Doctor. Uh, what were some highs? What were some lows? Uh, what were some faves? What were some knots? What have we forgotten? Lots of it, podcast land. <laughs> That's right, because before pressing record, we realized that both Jim Cakes and I are woefully unprepared. Don't worry. Here are a couple of things that we are going to talk about. We've got a sort of a, an Ed memoir. We're going to be talking about favorites, possibly least favorite serials. I realize now I've only noted the former for me. We're going to compare this doc to prior docs. We're going to talk about companions. We're going to talk about villains, aliens, maybe some overarching storylines. Who knows? Maybe some cool concepts that came up during uh, his tenure. That's about it. Jim Cakes. Yeah. What do you mean, that's about High it? High level. That's so much amazing content there, dude. That's, yeah. I, I mean, I would say so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jim Cakes, high level. How do you feel about the fifth Doctor? High level? I'm not quite sure. I definitely, I think the theme of my my retrospective might be I feel like I've been a little bit cheated. Like I think that's the oh, what no, I feel why? about the fifth doctor, because I feel like there was good stuff there and it was under delivered in the oh, character following through in all the serials and all this kind of stuff. And I think that is maybe the case with a lot of the companions as well. Like we talked about this only the other review, I think, where it really feels like you got a glimpse of what they could be towards the end of each character's run. And it was just like, well, we could have had that the entire time. I feel robbed. I feel cheated. That's that's kind of what I have in my head. So obviously there's I think good. that's a very good point. I agree. Yeah. Like what there's your... obviously good there, but how does your opinion of the fifth doctor now having watched slash rewatched all of these serials, how does that match up with your opinion of the fifth doctor before we even started him? Oh, that's interesting. Is it disappointment? Th- is that it? I think maybe it slightly is. I think I had high hopes mm. for the fifth doctor. I think I expected him like he's not as loved as Tom Baker, that's for sure. True. And yeah. There were obviously some big shoes to fill, as it were. Absolutely. And, but this is the doctor like I didn't grow up with him really because i was too young but i was aware of him i think maybe like my older brother grew up with this doctor you know he's kind of like the first doctor i was aware of so is there some sort of um, nostalgia by proxy at play yeah i I think i maybe expected that and and thought because of the timing i would you know really connect with him really really enjoy everything from the fifth doctor era but ultimately and you know we'll come around to all the different ratings and stuff i think you know this is not a good period to, you know, com- oh, that's so to interesting. Both oh. Doctor stuff, yeah. So anyway, from, I'm from my point of view, it's the opposite. Stuff. Yeah, you go. You opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the opposite. And and the reason for that is that I had never ever been exposed to this Doctor before, and. Uh. 
unfortunately, he falls into the, in many ways, the same trap as Christopher Eccleston did for me when they rebooted. When they rebooted, I was like, the fuck is this dude? He's not Tom Baker. I don't like him. And this guy, <laughs> Davison, followed Tom Baker, as you said, big shoes. That's a big ask. That is a tough challenge. Anyone is going to be challenged and struggle to fill, the, fill those boots. And I think I just assumed that he would fail. Uh. Oh, you know what? The thing that you said before, that it's only at the end that the potential is kind of met, fulfilled. Uh, there's such truth to that. That it's towards the end of his run that I'm really enjoying him. There are a few bits here and there as well, but it's certainly towards the end that it's like, wow, no, you nailed it. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. And I would like to get more of you now. But overall, that means I'm kind of positively surprised because I was expecting him to be kind of a meh doctor. That's very interesting. Yeah, We'll see if that plays out you know, differently, how we, we've thought about every little bit of the fifth doctor era, or whether it's more about the doctor himself. Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, since we're talking about him anyway, like, would you like to compare him to other doctors? How do you how do you feel that this doctor is Davison trying to do his own thing? And if so, what is that thing? I I think that might be the issue I had certainly at the start, oh, where I didn't just super warm to this character because it didn't feel particularly cohesive what they were trying to do with Davison's Doctor, and I don't know if that was writing, directing. I don't think it was acting. I think Davison is a really good actor, and he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any problems I have with the Fifth Doctor are due to him. And I know we say that a lot more with the new <laughs> stuff, but you know, yeah. I, I think I have I have more respect for uh, an actor who I. I know who can do good work you know they're not at fault in doing bad work as it were i suspect that's more sure, to do with yeah. the production that's where i come from anyway but yeah i think there was this element in his character where he was meant to be kind of like the nice doctor like so many people say this and yet those early episodes particularly to the companions the thing that he, i had taken I away say, the thing yeah. i've remembered was he was an arsehole <laughs> like he He's was a just total dick to many of yeah. them tegan in particular and, possibly yeah definitely tegan in particular <laughs> and whilst i think at the time like we weren't particularly enjoying Tegan as a character either. Mm. You know, it still was like, you know, didn't warrant that kind of reaction, yeah. you know, that kind of interplay between the Doctor and Tegan. And yeah, so I think at the start, I just found it really muddling and confusing. Like, maybe there's a little bit of just like the zeitgeist getting in my head of like, everyone says this is the nice Doctor, you know, and he's being an arsehole. Like, maybe if I just let him be an arsehole, it would have been okay, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you want an asshole doctor, then I think you're in for a treat with the next one. That's what I'm told anyway. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. But Which I, I also went in... <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, I like the doctor being a bit of an asshole. I enjoy Davison being a dick. But on many occasions, I remember feeling, that's totally uncalled for, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Why are you behaving like this? These people are voluntarily traveling and assisting you. <laughs> like, traveling with you and assisting you. Just leave them be, bro. <laughs> and you're, a, like, I'm not sure what the age of the Doctor is at this point. Like, let's say a 700-year-old alien. You yes, know yeah. the limitations of humans, for example. You know, give them a fucking break. <laughs> Come on, Ed Cullen, this situation. Twilight reference. <laughs> I was going to ask, and I was just like, no, I can, I can just live without knowing this reference. And then you filled it in as like, yes, I definitely could have lived without knowing that <laughs> reference. <laughs> 
I've done so incredibly little work for this this bonus episode, but I'd written down two bullet points about him, and they were that he's so polite, and then immediately upon writing that, I thought, but not towards the people that sort of matter, in a sense. He's, yeah. he's just very, he's very measured, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's not that he's polite, it's that he's measured. He very rarely has an outburst. He very rarely just goes all out crazy bonkers. And the, uh, the other bullet point that I wrote was, at first, he's a little meek. And I think I stand okay. by that. Hmm. I think possibly it took Davison slash maybe not Davison but the writers directors uh, production team in general longer to figure out who the fifth doctor was than it took the fourth doctor the third doctor the second you know all of all of the predecessors yeah. and that might also just have been like uh, Pertwee signs up for it and goes uh screw you guys I've got my own personality and that's what I'm doing Tom Baker does the exact same thing and it just is overwhelmingly the thing that sets the tone Whereas Davison, I think possibly his politeness is almost towards the back of the camera, you know, like the the production team going, what is it? What do you want me to do? And it took them a while to figure it out. Yeah, I th- I think you've definitely nailed the whole, it, it took a while to figure things out. And I think I, I do actually resonate with what you're saying with the meekness thing. I think we did comment on the first handful of serials, maybe it was like any other doctor or, or any other differently written yes, doctor right. would yeah. have done X and doc exactly. is just given given up you know it's just like oh we can't possibly go and do that and it's just yeah or <laughs> yeah you know the place where the doctor would give a speech or something is just end of scene or you know it was weird stuff like that yeah yeah but then there are a few episodes or serials oh bloody hell nine years i'm still doing this there are a few serials <laughs> where <laughs> where he does something that is zany almost in a way that resonates with prior doctors the, the, the thing that springs to mind is kind of in is if what's the doomsday one what's it called oh it's on my list. Fort to Doomsday, is that what it's called? That rings a bell, Fort yeah. Fort to Doomsday. Yeah. Fort to Doomsday, where he's floating around in space and he has a cricket ball and he's going to throw that and that's going to propel him through space. Uh, like, that's a zany, childishly zany kind of thing to do, which isn't necessarily Davison. It's something that someone who maybe remembered what it was like when Tom Baker did this show or when Troughton did this show. Like, that's the kind of thing the Doctor would do. Let's do this. And Davison just takes to it naturally. And all yeah. of those things really, they, they cement the fact that he maybe even, I, I don't know, I'm reading so much into this, but I'm kind of, I feel like Davison knew who the Doctor was, who the fifth Doctor was before anyone else did, but it took us longer to realize that he knew than it did with anyone else, in, with any prior Doctor. Does that make sense? Yeah, that was a I, terrible way of phrasing it. No, I see it. what you're saying. Like, he always knew what he wanted to bring to the role and just wasn't given the opportunity almost, or, you know, it was a random scene there a and a random scene there. That's a much better way of putting yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that might be the key difference. Like, I only really have um, Tom Baker to compare too directly because I've done all of that era as well. Yeah. I, th- I think back and I I could have, have this wrong, but I'm pretty sure Robot is Tom Baker's first serial, I think. Correct, yeah. And, like, and I your think we first serial, I believe. Well, yeah, official classic person probably was. Um, That's right. But there were there were elements of like him putting his feet up on the Jeep dashboard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I remember. I, I can't remember. Oh my goodness. You know what? Uh, this isn't the Tom Baker retrospective, but I remember <laughs> having such a freaking blast reviewing that with you. I remember <laughs> the two of us chatting about his bloody feet on the dashboard. <laughs> 
But I, I think that's Sorry, the I thing. Cut you off. Like, this, <laughs> this was the first serial that he had, and like I, I think we were caught up in the hype of what we know. I mean, you've you've seen Tom Baker stuff before. Like we don't have that with Davison. Like it, we were a bit more of a blank slate yeah. with Davison. But still, I think there was enough in the material that Tom Baker had to work with and the way he portrayed the Doctor that you understood what his Doctor was going to be from that very first serial. And I don't think we got that with say Ca- Castrovalva is. The one where, you know, Davison's wandering around a bit confused. Like they they played the way they did it with Tennant and a bit with like Capaldi where he's discombobulated. Yeah, slash asleep for a huge chunk of it. Yeah, exactly. He's and asleep it, in some sort of life coffin for half the serial. Exactly. And it's that's not telling you what this doctor is gonna be. That's true. It's just that is true. It's just a setup for the doctor. I just don't I don't think there was enough I, maybe you can justify doing it, but there wasn't enough in that serial to give Davison and a nice opening and what do we actually rate that that's true yeah like, i've got this right isn't it logopolis is where the regeneration happens but davison isn't in that the first one um, is um, castrovalva uh, i mean Logop- logopolis is that yeah exactly castrovalva is the one where he picks his outfit and all that jazz logopolis is is tom baker's last one more so than it is davison's first one yeah the same way that caves of androzani is davison's last one more so than it is yeah tom exactly baker's first like the, one. we saw the yeah. regeneration but other than and I think he maybe he sat upright. That was it. Maybe he delivered a line. I forget. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. That's, that's not his first his serial. The, the first serial yeah. <laughs> is Castrovalva. You all and, remember that yeah, scene, we, right? Where he sits up. It's very similar to Capaldi's. Oh, new kidneys! It's he sits up and he's like, oh, these these trousers are really snug in the front. <laughs> like, I, I don't remember this being the case. <laughs> Can mean only one thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Whatever the flag is that you get on iTunes of like, this is an adults only show. (laughs) You need to get that every single episode. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, just in terms of rating. So you gave that 2.6. I gave it 2.9. I mean, this is your introduction episode to your new doctor. Yeah. That's how we felt. Uh, I mean, that's totally meh. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty, down that's the pretty road. shit. How do we feel about Robot? Hang on, I'm going to go back to Robot. Do you remember what we gave that? Podcast Land. Uh, Jim Cakes has been an absolutely <laughs> spiffing champ and prepared all the ratings that we gave any fifth doctor serial in a spreadsheet. Right, I've just My gone back to Robot on Whobackone.com. Higher. Three yeah, point something? You gave it 4.3. I gave it 4.2. Oh, there we go. Okay. Whoa. Four something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, huge. Difference. I think that's no. It's obviously not the be all and end all. Like your first serial does not a doctor make, as it were. But true. I think it says a lot. Uh, hang on, I'm going to find out another thing. I'm going to go to Christmas Invasion. I want to find out what we gave that. Oh, okay. I did that one with JD. I gave it three point one. So that's another serial where the doctor is asleep for most of it. I gave. I still gave it more than Bloody Logopolis. <laughs> you might just be more generous back then. <laughs> yeah, JD gave it two point nine. Uh, sorry, I cut you off there, dude. Oh, sorry. And also, I didn't mean Logopolis. I meant Castrovalva. I apologize. Yeah, but yeah, I just I feel like well, then we followed that with Four to Doomsday, which we both kind of liked. You actually gave that a four point hmm. four. It's one of your higher rated mm-hmm. serials. Um, yeah, and Kinder, you like, know, I mean, in some ways, it was a fairly good like opening run to his. Uh, his his era, but I mean, Kinder I just, I is like... possibly the best kind of piece of shit. <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> hey, bad. It's not a piece of shit. I no. love it. <laughs> it is not bad. It's just good. It's just not amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's so bad by absolutely excellent standards. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's true. Because I don't think that we get anything bad. Do we get, do we, what's the lowest thing that we give it? Time Flight, I gave 1.5. Planet of Fire, I gave 1.9. Time Flight, oh, okay. Yeah, 1.5 from me, 2 from you for, for Time Flight. It's so weird. I remember that being such a good one. And Planet of Fire, which honestly, even though that's only two serials ago, I, st- I actually already have forgotten. I gave 1.9, you gave 3.3. What the shit is Planet of Fire, dude? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so bad with the <laughs> exactly. name. The name is for this era. This oh, is a master one. Okay, hang on. Uh, I'm gonna. Here's what's gonna happen for anything that we. Oh yeah. Here's, oh, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna read our one phrase synopsis of that serial, and you need to be able to know exactly what it's about. Here it is. <laughs> Planet of Fire C135, a companion switch. Far too many people in shorts and the Brotherhood of San. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first Perry Brown. That's the first Perry serial. Yes. That was kind of cool. It, it yeah, was just, why not? Yeah, you really dumped on it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I need to re-listen to our review of that. <laughs> Yeah, we we're going a bit all over the place. Do we do we want to? Yeah, are we are we done oh, with yeah. like fifth Doctor comparison stuff? Uh, wait, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. I have a very important question for you. Okay. Of the five Doctors that we have had to date, pick your three favorites. Fifth Doctor is one of them. Fourth Doctor is another one. I'm assuming you can get to pick either Hartnell, Troughton, or Pertwee. So I have watched a couple of Pertwee ones. Okay. And I've only so, seen Troughton in the Five Doctors. <laughs> in the Five Doctors, which we need to talk about. So we okay. So what does that mean? Does that mean that your top three Doctors are Pertwee, Baker, and Davison? No, <laughs> I, super, I super love Troughton in that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Troughton. Who else? Troughton. Davison has to be on the list because this is the Davison retrospective. Yeah. No. Pick it'll, one be, more. it'll be Trout, Troughton, Davison, and Baker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> Troughton, <laughs> Baker. And- <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously going to marry Baker. Oh no! He, right? Okay. He had a messy divorce. Yeah, maybe that doesn't. Maybe that wouldn't work out. Maybe we just. Maybe just fuck around. Fuck around with Baker. Yeah. <laughs> fuck around with Baker. Okay. Maybe marry marry Troughton. It'd be good for a laugh, probably. <laughs> oh my goodness! You're killing Davison. <laughs> <laughs> he can be so mean. <laughs> Can you mar- imagine the marriage to the fifth doctor? It would be all over. You wouldn't know. It'd be terrible. If he's going to be it nice to you. It would be absolutely you. terrible. Like yeah. his, his politeness would be just masking all the shit he's really saying. And it'd be like, oh no, not again. It would be a really passive aggressive marriage. Yeah. Exactly. Passive aggressive. <laughs> but that's if you're going to pick any one of those three, I mean, I, I'm saying this as a reasonably straight guy. <laughs> w- would you, <laughs> I don't know if I would pick. <laughs> oh, I don't want to kill any one of them. Guy. Dude, why would you kill Davison? <laughs> You told me to. <laughs> right, okay. This is why hypotheticals so that... are rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Come on then, you play. What's what's your three of five? Okay, so my th- my three, I guess, are... I mean, Davison, I have to pick him because of the retrospective. I, I guess... Oh, dagnabbit. I, I mean, either way, yeah, I mean, I'm fucking Pertwee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that yeah. was coming. I mean, at least his jackets. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say it's the velvet. What, what can I? What yeah. can I say? Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, that's enough of that. <laughs> Pick one of the following two categories, Dude Meister. We have because we've touched upon both of them. Either some of our favorite serials or the companions. Shall we do the companions? Oh, fantastic. Yes, please. Let's do that. Uh, I've ranked them. Have you ranked them? 
I did, actually. After you told me that you had ranked them, then I thought that was a good idea, so I stole it. Uh, way to spoil the magic behind the scenes, Jim. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, so we start at the bottom, we work our way up. Okay, so who's your number six? Let's say it at the same time. Three. Okay. Th- this is out of sync, so it's not going to work. Three, two, one. Chameleon. Chameleon. You're not even trying. <laughs> you were totally in sync with me then. <laughs> okay. Right, so chameleon it is. Yeah, I felt why bad. Is, but, why is Chameleon I mean, your least favorite? Sorry? It's just, he was never used properly. I mean, it's it's a just a sad state of affairs. They could have done something clever to work around the unfortunate situation they had with the people dying. But they then chose to like bring him randomly back in a, a later serial. And it's just like, well, you, I don't know. I would have preferred it if they just you know wrote him off and just like, no, that's not really, oh, really? a companion. Whatever. Do you think they brought him back because people were writing the BBC and going, you have have another character you've you've been neglecting this character for for weeks and weeks well i mean possibly but i mean they had to address it somehow like they they had dialogue in previous serials like about Camille being yeah. in the tardis and it's just i mean it could have yeah. been a running joke i suppose that <laughs> they just always talked about chameleon, well, no, chameleon yeah. <laughs> down the hall <laughs> pl- charging himself <laughs> up again or whatever <laughs> I would have taken that. I think that would have been great. That's a fantastic retro rewrite. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think that would have annoyed me. But at least, I don't know, it would have been consistent. It, you know, you might have eventually clocked onto it being a bit of a joke or, or whatever. But the fact that, yeah, the communion came back for a serial, it was all weirdly dealt with. Well, the serial wasn't that bad. This is Planet of Fire, isn't it? Is it? And Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> the first Perry one, yeah. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So, okay, but take any other Doctor Who serial into consideration where there is a companion who sits that serial out. They always give an excuse. Every single yeah. one. Knocked out in his sleeve, there are a bajillion examples of it. Or that companion is, I'm thinking of like Midnight, that companion is off having a spa experience or whatever. Donna Noble goes and has goes to the spa on whatever the Diamond yeah, Planet yeah. is. And so there's an excuse for that companion not being on screen for most of the episode or serial. And here, for serial after serial after serial, we get absolutely no explanation. That, that's, yeah. that's a little poor. Like it, yeah, it needed a couple of throwaway things here or there, which I think is something that I'm finding Classic Who suffers from quite a lot is connecting, you know, the not even arcing bits from storylines because there aren't any just mm-hmm. the continuity bits from storylines and it's yeah just the odd reference here and then you kind of go oh my god yeah they talked about the fact that uh tegan was taken over by the mara or something you know and you feel really kind of good that they're uh, uh, referencing things that have happened it doesn't feel like i could have watched all of doctor who out of order and it wouldn't have mattered you know <laughs> like a yeah. nice bit no, of continuity right. is good um yeah and they could have just done a little bit just a little bit with chameleon like more dialogue or even just showing him in a corner charging and they're just like oh yeah he's he's not quite ready yet or in pieces on the floor because docs had to take him apart and you know repair him or something you know they could have made an excuse so easily which is the kind of thing that you saw tom baker do with k9 every now and then that's true actually we did get that like there's oh that's a maintenance required we're gonna do something oh fuck it let's just leave him in the tortoise for a bit we'll repair him afterwards go and have an adventure without k9 (laughs) and then oh the next time 
time. Oh, I guess you fixed him, you know. Yeah. Do you think that the continuity that you're missing is represented in the relationship between the doctor, the fifth doctor, and some of the other companions? Like there's a there's a slight change. We haven't gotten to those companions yet, but there's a slight change in how the doctor interacts with Tegan, with Nissa, with Adric, with Turlow. Maybe we take those when we get to those companions because I think okay. they were all they, they I think they were all pretty specific to each companion, but I think there was that general thing which we've already mentioned where it was just at the end of each each companion's run like they just totally worked out how to make that character sing as it were and then the interaction between the character and the doctor the companion and the doctor often then just changed and got better is chameleon the exception that proves the rule i think probably yeah yeah i mean there's a reason chameleon is at the bottom of both of our lists this character has very little to offer unfortunately yeah okay shall we shall we move on to number five on the list okay this is going to be a really tricky one because I mean we have one <laughs> we have one companion who's really only been in one serial. He's like it has has had very little to do. And then there's one I'm I'm, I'm I don't want to put any names in your mouth, but there's certainly one companion that you and I spent a long time hating. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm Whom quite are we going to go for where I put things in my my list. Should we should we try and do it at the same time again? <laughs> if you count, oh, I'll try and oh, shit, jump oh, in. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Okay, okay. Oh Okay, 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 okay. Yes, okay. All right, number five, number five. Three, two, one. Adric. Adric. Yes! Oh, here's my friend who agrees with me. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Tracy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, oh. we just spent so long hating that guy. <laughs> hating? What a what a freaking dick weasel! All like, why didn't he just stay on some alien planet stealing watermelons? Like, <laughs> that was what it was, right? He was stealing watermelons, like floating river melons or whatever. Yeah, it was. that's right. <laughs> It might actually be a bit unfair to have him that low for the fifth Doctor. Because he's, what is he in? He's in Castro Valva, Fort of Doomsday, Kinder, The Visitation, Black Orchid, and then Earthshock is his send-off. Wait, so how many is that? Six serials? Yeah. That's... And it's it's possible he doesn't actually contribute a lot to most of those. I forget the ins and outs of this. That's true, yeah. I mean, he does a but... great deal in Earthshock. Earthshock is a fantastic episode, certainly for yeah, him. Yeah, obviously, yeah. That's why I want, like, like we might be a bit, a bit unfair, like, because Earthshock is a really good serial, and it's, you know, yeah. it's a very Adric-focused serial. Certainly, and yeah. maybe that's the fantastic most he does in the Davison area. I don't know. He's he's definitely in like Black Orchid. He is part of, and he was annoying. I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was just eating all the time, wasn't it? He refused to dance. And <laughs> you're right. Yes. You, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> he's such a dick. There, there's also I don't know about you, but I can't get away from the fact that we've heard or read so many stories about what a shit he was off screen, yeah. <laughs> as in the actor. <laughs> like it's very difficult to get away from that. Yeah, definitely. Other than that, last serial is just. It's very hard to have any kind of positive thoughts about Adric. (laughs) (laughs) Very sorry, Adric. Yeah. All right, shall we go to number four? Anything more to add? No? Yeah, okay, we go to four. No, I want as little as possible to do with that person. (laughs) Fine, Uh, yeah, move on. Well done, a maths badge. (laughs) 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 Number four, are you ready for this? Yeah. Three, two, one, Perry. Turlo. Ooh. (gasps) Oh! Oh, I 
completely confess that my choice for number four is unfair because she hasn't been around for that long. Okay, why Turlow? Why? Well, I mean, spoilers for what my next one is. Like, <laughs> basically the next one is Perry because it's hard okay. to judge her on, on stuff. Oh, but I was kind of rolling around my head that she has been in two serials and she was good in the first one and then a bit weak in like the latter half of the last one. So she's maybe okay. had like 75% like good run in just two serials. Whereas Turlo was, I don't know how many serials he was in, quite a few. And it's probably only one that I feel like I enjoyed <laughs> watching the character Turlo. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Turlo is not my next one, is the thing. Uh, Ooh, and, interesting, okay. Yeah. It, Turlo, to me, is a character who has a little bit more... Well, I'll get to it when I get to Turlo. No, he's a, he's the, the a little I've shit. Picked, <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's a little shit. The reason I've picked Perry is largely due to the fact that we, we have seen so very little of her. So it's she's almost a non-companion, a non-panion of the Fifth Doctors, but she's still better than Adric. Um, <laughs> and she annoyed me for much of the time. She was great some of the time, and I'm sure that she will get even better, and I'm super duper looking forward to seeing her in New Who coming up, but in the is it one single serial that we've seen her in or two serials tops? She's uh, she's annoying me a fair bit. Two serials. Two serials and for me also an audiobook and I I found Uh, her a little grating, but I I look forward to being swayed otherwise. Interesting. Do you want to go number three? So three for you was Turlo, you said. No, four four was Turlo, three for me is Perry. Oh, sorry, three was Perry. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Three for me. Oh, I feel so bad. It's Nissa. Oh, it's Nissa. Okay. Yeah. And I love Nissa. Like, Nissa is great. My top three are freaking stellar companions. Nissa's great, but Nissa still feels like a slightly lesser version of prior companions who have who have also been geniuses. Okay. I think she... Hmm. Yeah, she she may be a little underdeveloped in places, but I, I just remember there being some lovely scenes where she would rift with the Doctor, like they would go into like science mode, and, and you didn't get that with any other companion. Like they try it with Adric. Wait, sometimes. did you not get that with Turlo? In fact, I think that's the thing. Is like they try it with Adric sometimes. They try it with Turlo sometimes. But those two characters, I just hated so much. Like it just <laughs> always fell flat. Okay. And also, they they both had that weird setup where it was like Adric came from this this weird society that half understood the spaceship they crashed in, but was also fishing out melons, and he had this maths badge, and and yeah. then they tried to shoehorn him reading all the stuff from the TARDIS and understanding it all and being this boy genius which just always felt false and then Turlo is this backstabbing bastard that also didn't you know we didn't know that he was smart and intelligent about things he was just scheming and then suddenly he was entrusted with with the odd bit here and there whereas Nissa I think was always established that she was an intelligent scientifically minded person and it just slotted into her character and I think they just went through all the time in a consistent fashion and occasionally they they made could use that and sometimes they didn't but anyway this is not i shouldn't be talking about nissa you should be talking about nissa this is your no i I, I, i'm loving all of this i feel bad putting nissa at this level because i really did enjoy her she had an interesting background we we had the whole oh traken that was the world we had the whole traken backstory she had the at least the potential of she's lost her dad and occasionally she will encounter the master and the master looks like her dad like there's a potential for tremendous conflict there. But I don't feel like that conflict was ever really realized. And she was 
very she was very clever, but it were it was something that I felt that I'd seen before, and I didn't get as much of. I mean, I'm super happy to for there to be lots of different, very very clever, you know, wunderkind kind of characters among the companions, but I didn't feel that I got the same kind of relationship between her and the Fifth Doctor as I got between prior ingenious wunderkind kind of characters and their respective doctors. And for that reason, that it just seems like I don't want to say it's a failing on her part, but it's a failing kind of on the 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 general casting that that yeah. didn't work out, that it didn't resonate for me. Mm, what, what I'm curious right. to hear actually is how you feel that different characters. Maybe this is something that, to talk about when we've gone through all of them. But I'm curious to hear how you feel about how different characters pair together because Nissa to me pairs very well with Adric. I think they were in, put together a lot. I don't know if I go as far as. But do they, they not complement each other in a certain way? I don't remember it really happening. I think on paper it could do, but I don't really okay. remember it working out that I way. I remember thinking those two are clearly going to have a romance. They were the companions and they're going to fall in love through a frosted BBC lens, you know, a soft focus lens because they're in, they're thrust into the same circumstances and they're both quite clever. Like she's an, in, she's a genius and he is a, he has a maths badge and there's something <laughs> there that just kind of works. Tegan is the one who has to sit in one of those wicker Emmanuel chairs just watching them do it. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? I didn't realize I was talking out loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You have quite the imagination sometimes. <laughs> anyway, shall we go to the next doctor? In uh, next companion, sorry. What are we at? Number two. Number two. Okay. I, I know well, for a fact we're gonna have different answers to this one. Yeah. You ready? Three, two, one. Turlo. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> This is your number one. Yeah. Tegan's my number one. All the way, baby. Yeah. I mean, I, I I get that. I think it was just, when I wrote them down, I just couldn't feel, I couldn't think of negative things about Nyssa, and I can think of negative things about all of the others. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's a fair point. Oh, no, I'm not going to change my mind now. They probably that's are a very some, fair way of know, yeah. I think Tegan is a character that was like hard done by through the storylines that she was given, and it wasn't a great start to her character, like portrayal, you know, the arc wasn't very clear and she had the, the weird kind of half exit episode and then she came back and all this kind of stuff. So I think I think she was hard done by, but she yeah, she's probably the best companion of this era when they got it right. Wow. Wow. So that's why she's number two. Do you have any for particular me. Nissa highlights? Are there any like Oh wow, yeah, that that is the I companion mean, for you. I, I mean this is where it falls down a bit. <laughs> I can't remember a lot of Nissa stuff really. <laughs> That's okay. I can't either, really. Except yeah, for the Trocken episode. Serial I think, fuck. you know, <laughs> yeah. things things from Tegan, probably, I don't know. Actually, I can't even think of those at the moment. But, you know, the, I think... <laughs> I could I could pull out some stuff if I thought long long enough or just looked it up I would probably stumble across something that Tegan did that was like oh yeah that was really good and I'm not quite sure if I would do that with Nissa but okay yeah I mean there there's a lot of kind of overlap in in definitely my rankings I don't know about your rankings but you know Nissa and Tegan being the other top of a little bit interchangeable Perry and Turlo in the middle a little bit interchangeable not at all for me Perry and Turlo no. Turlo no. has Turlo gets a massive backstory I mean it's ham fisted at the end where oh he got separated from his family because of weird political dissonance on his planet plopped in uh, exile in some sort of boy school in the UK his brother whom he's never met is on some far off planet
talent. Like th- there's a massive thing going on with him. Whereas Perry is just like, yeah, I, I I'm here. <laughs> I mean, it's very yeah, unfair because you, we haven't really gotten to know her yet. But, but you but, just said it, dude. Like the thing with Turlo was just frustration for ages. It was just that's like, true. Yes, screaming. That's true. Screaming at the scriptwriters, at the the character of the, the fifth doctor, that, everyone just going, "No, you've let this random guy in a school uniform who who is obviously an adult <laughs> into the I'm TARDIS. An alien. He's been trying to kill you. You know he's an alien. He's obviously not human. No one is talking about this. It's really weird. It's not just the elephant in the room. It's the freaking twenty foot dinosaur that's stomping around like Nessie in the room. No, it's really painful. <laughs> like, that's what Turner was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is all perfectly reasonable justification for, <laughs> for preferring Perry. You're right. Yes, you're right. But I guess what I'm saying, there's there's an unfair bias in my mind towards Turla because we've had more time to develop any kind of relationship with him, even if that relationship is not positive in nature. And and Perry is just sort of naturally at a disadvantage here. Yeah, I mean, it's totally fair. I think the thing is that like other than there being more consistency with Davison's Doctor, I think the biggest retro rewrite for this entire era for me would be them putting that backstory for Turlo way earlier. And because it is interesting, you're absolutely right. Like the fact that he, you know, mm. he starts off, he's trying to kill the Doctor, he's under the control of the Black Guardian. Like all of those bits yeah, are really interesting, but they're just dealt with in such a weird way, and we don't get any resolution until the very end, and it's just. I mean, not even resolution, any explanation, any hint of there yeah, exactly. being something at odds between, you know, the character that Turner was presented to the Doctor and the Doctor not giving a shit. You know, all of this. <laughs> if that had been smoothed out and made into a nice arc for that character and like dripped through the whole series, would have been great. Uh, yes. Okay. I feel you. I feel you. Well, I feel you so too. My number I one is you Tegan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, okay, I, come on. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Say some good stuff about Tegan. Tegan is one of the those characters who perfectly exemplifies the point that you made early on in this review, that they didn't quite get her right until the end. But holy moly, when they got her right, they really got her right. In the beginning, she was incredibly annoying to me, but that is largely because she was... I don't want to go so far as to say one note, but there was a particular note that she kept returning to, and that was the, oh, I want to go home. Why are we not home yet? I'm late for my job, my first day uh, at my new job or whatever it was. Mm. at a certain point that just started grating and it didn't seem particularly inventive when they revisited it but as a character she became I think noticeably more comfortable in the TARDIS not to the point where she was pulling levers and figuring stuff out uh, the way that for example Nissa and Adric were doing but when Nissa and Adric were doing that I'm pretty sure both of us were saying why are they so comfortable doing that they're just kids they shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the console and Tegan's comfort is more uh, almost sort of settling into the role. And as she does that, I, in the audience, also settle into the role of watching her. And it, it works for me. It just does. I'm glad that we ignored her auntie. Sorry, auntie <laughs> Tegan. Yeah. I'm glad that we ignored her cousin or whoever it was who went to Amsterdam, definitely not for the red light district or the coffee shops. And I'm very glad that we ignored her job because all of that was shit. But actually, I say that I don't even remember how she left. How did she leave? 
there was an episode where things were quite harrowing and she just decided she'd had enough. Like, I think, yeah, I can't she go on left. seeing all of this horrific stuff. Yeah. Fine. I think they were uh, on uh, for I'm, the time, perhaps. I'm totally okay with that. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to whobackwind.com. I'm going to click on T and Chabanka in the Vindex. Her last episode was Resurrection of the Daleks. Oh, yeah. Resurrection of the Daleks is the one where we get to see London Bridge and whatever else. Like, they are in London. Yeah. She probably just stayed back in London. Yeah, I'm fine with that. By the way, so we had her cousin and her auntie. We also had her uncle slash grandfather in whatever it was called, the uh, face of bow and the wall of a church, I think the serial was called. What was it called? What was that called? That was... You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Zardos in the monastery. The whatever awakening? it's called. The, awa- yeah, yeah, the, the awakening. awakening. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, spoiler wall alert face. For, for other thing, sections of this episode. Lowest one I rated. <laughs> <gasps> Amazing. Yeah. The fact that you referred to episode ratings. Fuck. Serial ratings <laughs> is a, a good reminder. We should move on to the next section. Anyway, Tegan's my number one. Done. Well done, Tegan. Well done, Tegan. Very, very well deserved, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I am perfectly on board I'm with. Nissa. I'm perfectly on board with Tegan being a number one. Uh, Nissa, you also. <laughs> <laughs> you can see if you you agree with this, Adric. Okay. Good send off. Yes, very good send off. Nissa, crap send off. Can you remind me of Krabs? Oh, it's when she falls in love with some dude. It's the dude that she dry humps in the episode or whatever. It is. It, that's Planet of Fire, isn't it? Uh, this is Terminus. No, it's not Planet of Fire. It's Terminus. Sorry, you're right. It's the one with the Splinter character. Yeah, she she stays behind to cure people, basically, is uh, ostensibly, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, wait. Does she not also fall in love with the dude? She definitely dry humps a guy. She maybe does. I forget if that was a It's definitely a screenshot on our website. Of. It's drawing it people. To it. Website. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that was a pretty crap send off. Agreed. Tegan, I've written okay send off. Like it was a bit of a weird kind of tacked on at the end, as they often are, but I feel like it's justified for a companion to leave because things are horrific. <laughs> I mean, I had forgotten about this before you mentioned it just a moment ago, but that is a traumatic serial that she's in. She's held hostage. She has to do the whole Clint Eastwood escaping from Alcatraz situation of like, she makes like a little makeshift doll of herself in bed. She's like heavily in the shit. Yeah. The fact that no, she wants to leave, perfectly understandable. It's, yeah, it's a pretty shit situation, I think. I think that is better than a lot of the classic companions get. Um, yeah. Turlo gets a good send off. Great. He gets all his backstory. Impact, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Chameleon, I just wrote who? <laughs> Ignore whether it's a good I would say better than he deserves a send off. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> And then Perry, we haven't had a send-off. But yeah, I, I found right, that yeah. interesting, that actually, that like the companions we rate higher had the poorer send-offs, probably, and the companions we rate badly oh. had really good send-offs. At least, that's how I... I that's very interesting. I like that. I, I, I want to sit back and ruminate on that for a little bit. I, I think that's a great great observation. <laughs> right, so do you want to talk serials? <laughs> sure. Oh, I'm back. I agree with you. Here's my friend who agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your friend who agrees with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, wow, that doesn't happen. Feels great. Good. <laughs> right it feels yeah. great oh, what's this fuzzy feeling in my chest oh wait it's in my arm now no <laughs> it's fine <laughs> zip okay sorry about that 
Um, so do you want to talk? Uh, do you want to talk cereals? Do you want to talk about a, a particularly good cereal you felt, or well, so, one of the stinkers? I mean, I I mentioned this before we press record. I didn't look at the ratings that we gave these. I'm basing this solely on how I feel when I think back to that cereal, and I wrote down. I randomly I wrote down six cereals. They sort of, but not quite, tally with the ratings we gave them. My number one in that regard, and. I I'm perfectly willing to say I'm wrong, was Resurrection of the Daleks. And Resurrection of the Daleks, I gave that 4.6. You gave it 2.4. (laughs) That's amazing. What even happens in Resurrection of the Daleks? I know Davros is in it. He meets Davros. We get the weird Dalek, not puppets, but the Dalek commando dudes, whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the one where Tegan leaves. That's Resurrection of the Daleks. And then they're, they're in London. There are Bobby's. Exactly. There are bobbies who aren't really bobbies. They're like commandos working for the Daleks. Yeah, the bioweapon. I mean, I don't know why I gave it quite that low a score. I guess it was just a bit all over. I can't like wait to in my head, to that. As, I, as I try and reprocess it all, it just sounds all over the place. Like, all those bits don't fit together to, to me. <laughs> I, I love it when you and I are in total disagreement about something. Yeah. <laughs> those always end up being the best conversations. So, Resurrection of the Daleks, you gave 2.4, I gave 4.6. That's a 2.2 discrepancy. Closest we get is The Visitation. You gave it 2.3. I give it 4.4. Not my number two. Not anywhere in my top six. My number two is Caves, Caves of Androzani. What are your one and two? So, if you have yeah, I, I, I think... I would have to stick with the way I rated stuff. I well, maybe not actually, because Earthshock I don't have as clear in my mind anymore. Like we just did Cave, Caves of Androzani, and it was great. Yeah. Like, but that and Earthshock are easy standouts to me. Like far and away the two best serials in this run. That's so interesting. So on my list, Earthshock is number five, and you're so much more right than I am. <laughs> Do you think that you're rating Caves of Androzani unfairly based on the fact that it's a farewell episode? It's a regeneration episode. I know that my five out of five for that episode is largely based on it being a farewell. I am struggling to remember all the ins and outs or the merits of it, but I, I think there were just there were a hell of a lot of good things about it. Like the the villains were great. Mm. I don't think much of absolutely the the actual you know Davison exiting. Like I think we kind of knew it was happening. Like there were hints that you know it was going to happen in the serial. We knew obviously it was his last one. I don't think that's influencing negatively or positively my view of it and the score I gave. I think the only like you gave it a five, dude. Like you, like, <laughs> I know, super insane with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I mean, we both did that with Earthshock. Like you gave it a four point nine, I gave it a four point nine four. Like you know, to not quite <laughs> get it rounded up to a five. I was going to ask if that was a typo. Five. I don't remember that. <laughs> no, that was my intention. It's like, well, I can't give it a five. I can't give it something that's going to be rounded up to a five. I'll get as close as I can. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like you you felt like Case Vangelsani was better, at least at the time. I yeah. felt like it was not quite as good, but I, I don't know if I stand by that. I th- I feel like, you know, there, there was just so much complexity of it. Yeah, there was just so much stuff going in. And I think maybe it's the other way around. Maybe Earthshock, I was more influenced by like, the exit of Adric than 
the oh. way they they wrapped that up and you know it was such a heartfelt thing yeah. you know a send-off for him which i found so weird you know for his character that i hated you know? yeah but i think there was some amazing stuff going on with the cybermen and, and what have you as well but i don't know and They're tegan was badass good. in that one quite possibly oh what did tegan do how was she bad being very gone and like no i'm in space i'm doing shit this is a laser rifle it's got my name on it that, that kind of thing okay 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 so another thing uh, another title on my list in fact my number three even though it doesn't tally with the rating that i've given this is the five doctors okay yeah that's a good zero so that's your number number three I've, that's my number three yeah here are the other ones that I've listed in my notepad. Arc of Infinity, which is entirely wrong. Arc of Infinity, you gave 3.6, I gave 2.9, clearly not one of the best. Then on number at number five, Earthshock, and then number six, I've written Warriors of the Deep, which I gave two, and you gave 1.9. Warriors of the Deep! I don't that know why, so dude! Bad. I don't know why! I haven't even mentioned Snake Dance or Four to Doomsday, and they're both incredible serials. I got it right, yes. They're both amazing serials and i mentioned bloody warriors of the deep only because i remember that it very fondly i yeah. think there's a slight okay. bias on my part to things that are shit <laughs> i really i really Just enjoy watching in your shit serials <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's that as well yeah i mean the, the only other one that i basically i feel like i need to give a shout out to is kinder yeah. because i know yes. you didn't like you kind of love it because you think it's bad and you think it's bad enough that it's good i just love it like it was oh, interesting. just so different it was i think the possibly the only serial in this run that felt like it was trying to do something different and it didn't all land that's for sure oh but that's, it's, a, that's it's a, a very interesting proper point. stand up definitely in what way does it try to do something different uh, well i just think you know the whole you know black lodge as you coined it you know aspect that's to true. it <laughs> yeah you're right yeah uh, that is that is a bit different the or do you have the I forget what they were military people and they're you know losing their I minds. So yeah, they were like the colonizers. It's basically Avatar, which is basically Fern Gully, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dances with wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we made the exact same jokes in the, in the original review. Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I think we should do? I think we should do an audio who review and have a listen to that other Mara audio story. Oh, I can't yeah. remember what it's called now, but yeah, whatever it was. Snake something, presumably, or Scales of War or something cheesy. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I'm not not promising that, but that would be a really good idea. So, well done for having it. Mm. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, do you have any more good ones you wanted to highlight? Like things things that you've thought of fondly? Or should we talk quickly about bad ones? Let's talk quickly about bad ones. Why don't we do that? What's your absolute lowest score, dude? It's The Awakening. The Awakening, yeah. 0.6. Oh, this is so interesting. So your two lowest ones are two of my most middling. <laughs> I think like th these might be being a bit harsh. I think particularly Black Orchid, I might be being a bit harsh <laughs> in retrospect. Yeah, 0.8 from you. I'm not sure. The Awakening, I think, if I recall correctly, just had the cardinal sin of just being so, so bland. <laughs> it had this... Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit dumb, isn't it? stupid setup. Like, I just didn't... I didn't suspend disbelief at all. And it wasn't buying anything. And all the characters were just, I think, just a bit rubbish. Yeah. There was... Yeah, 
this face in the wall which looked amazing and then didn't like it was meant to be a threatening menacing thing and it was just no this is literally one of those theme park rides where you wander around and then something pops out and goes you know whatever and (laughs) some smoke came in like that was the level of this serial and it was like no loved it (laughs) I am not on board for this this week I think was my view like maybe on another week it would have got a one point something but Uh yeah no So what was your beef with Black Orchid then? That's your second lowest one, 0.8. Uh, that one, I, I don't think I'm a fan of that setup in general, where it's kind of like Doctor Who meets Poirot, Agatha Christie stuff. Like, oh, I love Poirot. <laughs> I mean, I haven't actually watched This is Poirot, why I, I gave it think, a 2.4. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Like, maybe there's a charm in, in some of that when it is actually Poirot or Agatha Christie, but I don't need that in Doctor Who. That's not why I'm watching Doctor Who. Sure. I don't think it was even good Poirot slash Agatha Christie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't this have like five minutes of cricket in it? <laughs> That's right. Yes. And those are the only five minutes, really, of Peter Davison's Doctor that I remember from when I was a kid. Just him right. bowling. <laughs> <laughs> And then probably standing up to go like, the fuck, this isn't Tom Baker. I'm out of here. Mom, can I have a sandwich? That sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. Maybe that's like the longest bit we got of Davison in that serial. Like, I think there was lots of scenes where he would kind of like go off and explore down a corridor on his own. And it was just a 30 second bit here and a 30 second bit there. And then he put on this masquerade outfit and then you couldn't even see his face anymore. He was wandering around. I don't know. I forgot about the masquerade outfit. Yeah, you're right. I think you've you've hit on something there. But at that point, he's already done, a, at least in my mind, two fantastic serials. He's done Fort of Doomsday and The Visitation. Yeah, I guess to both of us, there's also Kinder. Like, he's already done his thing. He's already established himself. So if he wants to put on a mask and do something else for a, for a week or a month, I'm fine with it. He's not losing me at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, fair enough. You're a more generous man than I. Your heart is so big. <laughs> so your lowest rating is 0.6. My lowest rating for the entire Peter Davison era is 1.5. Yep. <laughs> Time flight. What a, what a show. <laughs> okay. How about we move away from serials and we have a quick chat about some aliens that maybe stand out as, holy moly, Fifth Doctor aliens. Sure. Lead the way, my friend. Mara. Mara in your face. Holy moly. Yeah. I mean, they, they are solely Fifth Doctor aliens, as far as I'm aware. They don't come back in I think so too, yeah. Other than that audiobook, yeah? Yeah. Maybe we talked about... I can't remember if we talked about this offline or in a bonus episode or something, but did you ever think in the 13th Doctor Flux era, the bad guy who had a... He had a snake tattoo and there was whatever else. I can't remember what his, his character's name was. Oh, wait, I know. You, you mean the, the human-looking guy? Exactly, yes. Yeah, okay. He had not, a cane not the bad, as well. Ex- yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, absolutely okay, right. Yeah. He, he, he had a cane, which I think might have had some sort of snake element to it as well. He had a snake tattoo. Uh, I, I think his name was literally something like the Cobra or the Viper or something like that. The yeah. Grand Viper. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. Like, that was just his professional title. And did you ever think, this is what I was going to ask you, did you ever think... <gasps> 
they're bringing back the Mara. Well, I have not recalled this character in a lot of detail, so uh, I, I <laughs> obviously didn't pick up on a lot of things. Yeah, I don't think I ever considered that. I'm trying to think if if I can't even picture a tattoo. I'm gonna have to do an image search. Yeah, let's find I out. I think this. it's a um, what's it called? A robberus? Is that what it's called? You know, a, a snake oh, that yeah, eats its yeah. own tail. I think that's what it is. Well, it's in the very last one, isn't he? I think he's in quite a few of them. Grand Serpent. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Is he not the same actor? By the way, <gasps> I'm not even kidding. When you when you search, when you Google image search, at least on my computer, if, if I Google image search Doctor Flux Snake, the fourth result, the fourth image is a composite of the Grand Serpent from Flux and the Mara oh, really? uh, from Snake Dance. Yeah, clearly that is not an original thought of mine. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe maybe there was some intention there but i don't recall there being an explicit reference which i mean it would have to be for us to go he's part of the mara you know sure anyway this is a good fifth doctor villain that's for sure even Absolutely. if even if that is a hint there you know their their biggest baddest moments happen in this era do you want to pong my ping any other aliens you want to list there I feel a bit bad ponging your ping with a slightly negative thing, but this is mm. the era where we get the return of, um, from your point of view, not from my point of view, but you know, the return of the Sea Devils and the Silurians. Oh, yes. And I feel wait, like, that's a bad I, thing? Wait, wait, wait. Actually, maybe from your point of view, it is a good thing. No, no, it's Warriors of the Deep. No, we both hated it. Like, you put it on your list just now, <laughs> Yeah, but we hated it. <laughs> Like this, this feels like maybe under delivering with some classic foes. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's also a weird serial where it's diluted because we get both the uh, the Silurians and the Sea Devils in the same serial, and yeah. consequently neither one of them really gets to do you know act out their full potential. The Sea Devils are just sort of yeah. soldiers for the yeah, Silurians, they, aren't they? They turned into like foot soldiers for the Silurians. Yeah, that's bullshit. Also, where did you get those uniforms from? I thought you were wearing nets nonsense okay uh i had not considered really bad aliens for for in my notes i'm gonna see if i can find something really really shit <laughs> <laughs> i have to scan past queen bat as a thing oh no the, <laughs> or the magma beast which just dragon bloke flopping around the magma beast uh, is amazing how dare you how <laughs> dare you <laughs> Oh, that Mercury is in Warriors of the Deep as well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the Xerophim kind of stand out as a bit shit to me. They're in Time Flight. The, They're the, the collective? angelic dudes that the Master wants to use as fuel to yeah. power his, whatever it is, destruction device. Maybe TARDIS? I can't remember, actually. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I think maybe it is powering the TARDIS somehow. Yeah, there's nothing else... Jumping out was particularly terrible. I think there are some. Yeah, actually, it's all pretty things. good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. What we do get. I mean, I've got two really good things on my list. Yeah, I was about to say, like, we get some good Cybermen stuff, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even on my list, but yes, you're absolutely right. Terrific Cyberman stuff. Because we get, yeah, we get Earthshock, which we agree is amazing. And I think part of that is the Cybermen. Tremendous. Yeah. And oh, very much so. Then we get the Five Doctors, which, uh, I mean, it's the victimization of the Cybermen, which is particularly amazing yeah exactly (laughs) but what do you remember of the the cybermen and the five doctors oh yeah i remember a dude in a silver leotard just like jumping up materializing out of nowhere and stabbing cybermen to shit (laughs) yes (laughs) while they scream and bleed motor oil (laughs) 
Five Dodgers is such a good cereal, by the way. It is good, yeah. Um, you had something else I think you were going to... Uh, yeah, I've, I've written down two other really good aliens. Just, I, I mean, this is by no means, you know, my top three or anything, but Mara is the, the first alien that sprang to mind. And the other two that I've written down are the Pteroleptals and the Dalek Troopers. So the Pteroleptals being from... Uh, is it the Visitation, I think it's called? Yeah. We we get to see one who's... They crashed. This is the, the, the serial that explains the Great Fire of London, apparently, at least in part, caused by the Doctor. And we get yeah. to see one Pteroleptal who has a, a slightly scarred face. Oh, no, it, it, he has a damaged eye from the crash in London. And there's, yeah. th- there's just such a level of detail lent to them. And they have their weird psychedelic robot, as I recall, like the weird... The disco yeah, robot, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I was going to say a disco licorice robot. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then number three for me, although not numerically speaking, just the third one I've listed here, Dalek Troopers, who are the, the like, clone <laughs> clone warriors of the Daleks, that both have and have not got a backstory in Dalek lore. I, I love them. They're great. They, these are the, the people that just are duplicates of other humans? Duplicates, yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Who are sort of brainwashed soldiers that work for the Daleks, and occasionally yeah. they dress, dress up in cosplay, in, like, human cosplay, because they have a, a they have a bobby closet and they have a whatever closet. It's great. <laughs> yeah, they were cool. The thing we haven't mentioned, well, uh, two things actually. I think, well, maybe it's because we're talking about villains and aliens. Maybe this doesn't quite track. But we have some time lords coming up. Like we get oh, Omega, okay. one thing. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, are, we, are we are we talking about aliens specifically? Should we stay clear of people? Um, no, I'm fine. I mean, this is kind of where we go into the quote villains category. Omega yeah. definitely fits into that. Okay. Oh, we'll hold hold that. No, jump into it, dude. Don't let me stop you. We have Time Lords and Omega. I can't remember much else from that <laughs> serial. <laughs> there's, there's a brief period where we see Davison as Omega, isn't it? Where Omega has taken mm, over awesome. the Doctor's body and stuff. Omega. So I'm, I'm looking it up. It's Ark of Infinity. Ah, oh, that old chestnut. Ark of Infinity is the one that gave us Colin Baker before Colin Baker gave us the Doctor. Yeah, and he was a dude. Oh, he was such a chap. Absolutely terrific guy. I don't remember much about this serial, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> it's actually, Here it's... is our one phrase, rev- uh, one sentence uh, summary. Okay. Yeah. Lord Buckethead attempts to bond with Doc's molecules, but a surprise Colin Baker totally steals the show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that tracks. That, that explains all of it. <laughs> well done, past us. <laughs> Wait, this is the Amsterdam one as well. Oh, this is a bonkers one. <laughs> what is it? You're right, it is. Yes, shit bananas. You're right. Yeah, that's that's a hell of a cereal. Things happen in that. <laughs> oh, I, I don't remember. I remember so very little about this. Omega's in it. Yes, you're right. Ergon. That's the weird like bird robot, whatever it is. Yeah, skeletal oh, good chicken stuff. thing. Yes, exactly. Okay, other okay. other villains. Okay, fine. I mean, we get the master and a whole bunch of them. How do you feel about the master? I think mostly good. Yeah, I think I very much master. In- Great. Yeah, I think he's doing a cracking job. I think his introduction. Yeah. What was that? That was was that Castrovalva? It is. Yeah, I think so. It's certainly with Tom Baker anyway. Oh wait. Oh, is it Log- Logopolis? He comes in. Oh, I forgot. Oh, bloody anyway. Logopolis. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I, I'm still mixing up these titles for some reason. Yeah, you're right. So that was yeah. So that's technically not really. Uh, fifth doctor era but i 
feel but like... he shows up throughout the Fifth Doctor era. Yeah, and he's probably, I don't know. No, he's going to appear... The master, henceforth. He's, he's yeah. not not like the Fifth Doctor master. No, he's he's going to be the master forever. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point, yeah. But, yeah, it, it does a good job. I think there are some weird parts. Like, we had the, the master in that box. In what serial was that? That was... <laughs> Planet of Fire, is that one? The master in a box. I love it. Yes, that is. Oh, hang on. Let me let me find it. Let me yeah. find it. Let me find it's it. Planet of Fire. Uh, is that Planet? Of, I think that is Planet of Fire. Yeah, where he's using chameleon basically to do most That's of right. the work. Yes, exactly. Because there's a mini master in a little box. Yeah, that is. It's so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think I think the thing was that like the master chameleon was really good. Like that that was the master as you want yes. the master to be. But then we yeah. had this weird, a few moments of the master, the actual master in minified form would just be like shouting the odd line to Chameleon every now and again. And that was it. Like the real master yeah, is actually exactly. barely doing anything. <laughs> Not the only major villain encountered by uh, the Doctor in this what, in this run. We also get Davros. Yeah, we do. I think he maybe wasn't the best betrayal, I recall. I think he was very over the top. He's frozen, he's in like weird cryogenic stasis for no reason whatsoever, and he has to conspire against his own creation. Yeah, and there we get him teaming up with his little like guard Daleks, don't we? And he's trying to find the other ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's kinda cool. (laughs) Okay. And then we have one more villain who might be the only character who really creates a proper storyline for the fifth doctor, like a little subplot box set kind of storyline, and that is the Black Guardian. Yeah. How do you feel about him? Holy moly, the Black Guardian, dude. I think I feel about him in the same way I feel about Turlo, that this could have been <laughs> like an amazing creation, that they dipped in and out of this story and the motivations throughout the entire run of Davison's Doctor. But oh, yeah? what did we actually get? I think we got some <laughs> awkward interactions with Turlo, like trying to hit Doc over the head with a rock and the Black Guardian go, kill him, kill him, and stuff like this. And <laughs> We also and have then... the Black Guardian trying to influence some sort of weird interspatial regatta. <laughs> And then uh, that's enlightenment, isn't it? Maybe maybe not groundbreaking uh, villain stuff, but yeah, some yeah. interesting things there. Still some good stuff. So, I mean, we have now pretty much, I would say, hit upon every single category that we had, uh, that we'd listed for each other uh, over WhatsApp beforehand anyway. <laughs> I actually only have one more thing to point out, and that is that we get the return of bagels, which is heartwarming oh, yeah. in, in Modern Undead, in fact. Isn't yeah, it? Uh, we get double bagels. Absolutely lovely we get we get future and present bagels i think or or no oh yes oh yes no older and yeah there is bagel. something about which that. Way it is. yeah it's like um mind zapped and regular bagels yeah cream cheese and he's, like, he's a teacher or something except he he's lost most of his memories and always such a treat to see bagels what an utter chap utter chap Right. Is there anything you want to say? Any parting words as we pour one out for the fifth doctor? I'm very mean here because I'm making you start this segment. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for that. I did spot what you were doing. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, the only thing I have in my mind is what I said really early on that, well, just to emphasize it on a more positive note, like, 
I want more Davison because what we got at the end of Davison or what we got when Davison was right was great. Um, yeah. I just feel slightly let down that we didn't get that consistently and particularly at the start. It was very unclear what Davison's doctor was about. Like the, the way he interacted with the companions it felt like he was just being an asshole. This weird like politeness, almost like, you know, upper middle class Englishness that was trying to mask that oh, yes. wasn't good enough. You know, all this just irked me slightly and if i feel like just the era as a whole can be just summed up by if they had only done that all the time with the companions <laughs> with the writing with the doctor just when they got it right it was so good and it just didn't happen enough it's fascinating to me because i think the reason my expectations of this doctor were so low is because i had really only heard people who knew the fifth doctor at least by proxy similar to you talk to me about the fifth doctor beforehand and i hadn't had a chance to see him for myself and it took a while but once i had had a chance to get to know him i think because i lacked that prior bias i'm almost destined to enjoy him more than you do i want more of him and i'm so pleased by the way that the next audio who that we're going to review please join for that by the way is going to be a, a davison audiobook it's gonna be fantastic Ooh. um yeah for all the people out there in podcast land whose doctor is peter davison peeps i totally get it <laughs> so as we pour one out before we jump into listener mini land the doctor is dead long live the doctor uh, farewell peter davison you did a spiffing job when you did a spiffing job <laughs> indeed farewell old chap now let's hear from podcast land max 250 or it would get out of hand holy moly podcast land welcome to the listening mini section of this bonus who back when episode i nearly said doctor who episode we have received not one or two nor three nor four not five jk we have received five listener minis about the fifth doctor for this retrospective we're gonna read them out in full because that's the kind of chaps we are first out of the gate we've got tan six fingers hello tans hello tans who i believe sent this in about three months ago <laughs> well done tans tans starts hello leon and jim hello tans peter davison was and always will be quote my doctor as i started watching at the very beginning of his run actually i saw a marathon of logopolis and castrovalva the first night i got to see a complete story and i was hooked i liked how he was more soft-spoken and laid back and not as confrontational as pertwee or tom baker his personality is a lot like my own. Tans, I think we would get along spiffingly. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Tans continues, there are some things all the Doctors seem to do in their run, and this is the tick sheet, brackets, checklist, for the fifth Doctor, dressed in disguise, happened in Black Orchid, met pirates, <laughs> don't have reference, but I think it's Enlightenment, uh, played a second role, <laughs> he was Omega in Ark of Infinity, had a sword fight, I forget that one, used a gun, also he faced Cybermen, the Master, Daleks, Silurians, and Sea Devils, but not the Sontarans. Oh, yes. He is known for letting Adric die, destroying the sonic screwdriver, and for having too many companions. At more times than any of his predecessors, he invited people into the TARDIS, even for just a short trip. If two had done that, none of them would ever have gotten back home. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> his catchphrases were, Braveheart, Tegan. 
I wonder. And now that shouldn't have happened. Nice. <laughs> there is an ongoing joke with him placing a coin in his hand and using it to make a decision. But either there are two coins or he goes against the coin's choice. This started with Adric and Kinder, went through several permutations and actually ended with Turlo doing it in Frodios. I totally forgot about that gimmick. I love yeah. that's lovely. That's really, really nice. Thank you for reminding me, Tans. Tans concludes by listing his favorite serials, namely Modern Undead, Earthshock, The Visitation, and Time Flight. See? Time Flight, dude. <laughs> nice. Uh, Tan Six Fingers, excellent, excellent stuff. Thank you for sending that in. People who are not Tan Six Fingers, follow Tan Six Fingers on Twitter and Instagram, respectively, at what, Jim? Tan Six Fingers and Tan Six Fingers. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Tan Six Fingers, aka Ben (laughs) O'Neill. Thank you, Tans. Who's next? Why, it's none other than G.P. Haynes. G.P. Hey, G.P. Haynes. <laughs> hey, G.P. Uh, G.P. says hello again. Hello again to you too. Oh. Just a quick few notes on Peter Davison and how I felt about his run. Very appropriate. Mm-hmm. I have to admit he's at the bottom of my list of favorites. <gasps> In brackets, sorry, someone had to be there. But I feel this is largely due to the writing and production of his three seasons, and not so much his acting. Not so much. Phew. (laughs) (laughs) At least half of his episodes were subpar, in my opinion. Possibly true of my opinion, actually, as well. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, actually, numerically speaking, probably of of mine as well. Yeah. GP continues. I enjoy Davison as an actor. He was terrific in All Creatures Great and Small, and I loved his cameo in Hitchhikers. However, wait, Hitchhikers? Oh, the original series? The TV show. Yeah, I've still not seen that. I'm I'm ashamed. However, GP continues. I don't feel his stories were as fleshed out as, say, Tom Baker's or Pertwee's were. Some of the productions were downright cheap. I'm looking at you, Time Flight. He certainly hid his stride in his second half of the run, but it was all too late. GP continues, the companions also left a lot to be desired. With a couple of the worst companions ever in Adric and Turlo, they're also for many of the episodes. My favourite companion, says GP, was Nyssa. Villain-wise, the Dalek and Cybermen stories were actually above average in some of the best episodes, but the Master also fell short of being as good as he usually is. Interesting. The saddest part, though, says GP was Chameleon, who would have been a fantastic as a companion, but alas, we missed out there as well. All in all, then, says GP, disappointing is the word which springs to mind when I think of this Doctor's run. (gasps) I feel like bit of bit of his your friend who agrees with you friends agree with me yeah <laughs> sorry but just, it makes, I, makes I, it sound I, I so sad there. oh no gp rates the fifth doctor at 2.7 wowee oh, oh i feel that one. I, I i don't have the guts to to give a rating myself 2.7 i don't know if that's high or low but wowee uh um, yeah gp freaking excellent mini great stuff thank you gp yeah well done oh as always i feel like gp always delivers nice one uh gp thank you very much anyone who wants to follow gp on twitter find gp in the real world tell gp join twitter then tell us and we will tell the world to join gp on twitter who's next why it's kieran evans what up kieran hello kieran uh yeah (laughs) 
Kieran starts, hi folks, so I like the fifth doctor quite a lot. Mm, nice contrast. I suspect I would prefer to travel with him than the fourth doctor. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Best story, says Kieran. Feels bad to say Caves of Androzani, but it is. In second place is probably Earthshock. Hmm, yeah, a solid pick. Worst story, Black Orchid is boring, <gasps> but Warriors of the Deep is just bad and not enjoyable for me. <laughs> the fact that the man that cancelled the story references the murker says it all. Amazing. Most underrated story, The Awakening. I know for you two it was shit, but it's probably top five Davison for me. Wait, I think you liked The Awakening, <laughs> did you? Oh no. Just the Awakening is the Zardos head in the monastery. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's both great and terrible. <laughs> yeah, to me it was just terrible. Solid, solid choice, Kieran. <laughs> Best companion says Kieran Nissa. Oh, wow, mm, fine. Everyone gang up on me. Uh, yeah. We should have had more five slash Nissa only stories. Oh well, big finish. Have us covered. Oh, nice score. Uh-huh. What about the worst companion, dude? Worst companion says Kieran. It's Adric. But let's be fair. Turlo takes so long to be decent. Agreed. Best yeah. villain says Kieran. The Mara. Very effective in nice. both stories yeah Mm. and worst villain is i'm tempted to say the daleks for their stupid plans in resurrection or maybe monarch from four to doomsday Mm. oh i have a soft spot i have a if four to doomsday in general i really like that but i think that's possibly because i've listened to our review of it a few times because i just such fond memories of that evening that's a that's a good good (laughs) chat Um, best alien says Kieran the Terraleptals or the Tractators yes what? yeah Tractators? Um, as a Stop fellow it. fan of really wobbly alien suits I totally agree with you <laughs> Yep. Worst alien, the Ergon from Ark of Infinity, which I think is that skeletal bird creature. Yeah, I believe so. Pretty terrible. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Good. Kieran. That's tough. Freaking gold star to you, buddy. Uh, if anyone out there who has suffered the tragic misfortune of not being Kieran Evans would like to team up with a, a geek, a jock, a pothead, and a Great Dane to solve crime, and you want to do this in a way that is environmentally sound, you will want to rent some sort of large vehicle in which to travel around the country and encounter mysteries. Where might you go find such a... Oh, Kieran, I'm so sorry. Uh, Jim, where would you go in order to procure said vehicle? Uh, good one, Scooby. Uh, no, that's bad. It doesn't say his own name. <laughs> no, that was that was a great impression. Good work, that was fantastic. Okay, let's not mess this around. I mean, obviously, you go to KJ Evans too. We know that. Come on, that's right. Yeah. Kieran, thank you very much. Awesome stuff. Who's next? Why, it's none other than... Tracy from America. America. Hello, Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Tracy starts. I really like Doc 5. A big part of this has to be his demeanor. This doctor comes off quite gentle and vulnerable. To some, I think this is a negative. A doctor like 11 will bluster and bluff you into submission. 4 will confuse you into submission. But 5 will actually nice you into submission. He vibes like Mr. Rogers or Jim Henson. There's a weird sort of power in being unrelentingly polite. Recall the moment in Terminus when raiders have them at gunpoint and Doc simply says, put the guns away, please. And they do. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lovely, lovely note. Uh, Tracy continues, There are some very interesting storylines and sci-fi plot elements during Davison's run, the sort of stuff that has you still thinking about it after the episode is over. My faves are Kinder, Modern Undead, and Castravalba. All of these have twists of time, realms of space, and unique visual world elements presented via sets and costumes. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah, point. now I feel really bad for not talking about that. Y- yeah, absolutely. Solid picks and good reasons for them as well. Best companion, says Tracy, Tegan. Best returning regular, the break. Dang right. And the best quote, I'll explain later. <laughs> Very good. Very, very good, Tracy. Thank you very much. People who know Tracy, follow Tracy on Twitter. She can be found at... <gasps> yep. 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 That's Mountain Tracy backwards. Almost. almost. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tracy. Good Thank stuff. You, Tracy. Who's last? It's the Zoonmeister himself. It's Peter Zunich. What up, Peter? Hello, Peter. Peter starts. Ages ago, I mentioned that half of Tom and all of Davison is my doctor. This era got me hooked on Who and kept me coming back for more. And this sentiment still holds true today. Who back when exposed many criticisms of his character and his run. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Apologies. Many of these I had never noticed before. And at first, I was opposed to them even being presented. In truth though, I think most of them were actually valid points. He was written a little weak at the beginning and often reacted when he should have been proactive. He could be something of a jerk at times to his companions. I now agree these are valid concerns and interpretations. Well, our job here is done. However, continues Peter, after multiple rewatches, brag, I now interpret some of these differently. <laughs> the 25th anniversary retrospective of Doctor Who says Davison's Doctor is, quote, flawed. There was always the possibility that he could be defeated. This actually brings a risk that has for a long time been missing from the show. He cared very deeply for his companions, but is awful at showing it, especially with Tegan. At first, he doesn't express feelings well, but learns along the way. His tells are very subtle, and honestly, there are layers that the first-time viewer might interpret one way, but the return viewer will see in a whole new light. Are nuances that are only recognised in retrospect a flaw, or are they genius? asks Peter. Maybe both. All I know is, for me, there wasn't enough of Davison's Doctor. Oh, for you and us thrice, Peter. Indeed, very good. Yeah, it is just oh. this over overriding feeling that it's just just a little bit more of the good Davison. That's what everyone wants. Gone before his time. I really want to delve into his audio stories at this point. I, I feel like we have a lot more Davison to appreciate. We never even reviewed his uh, Red Nose Day special with, with Tennant. That's fine by me. Was it called Time <laughs> Crash, Time something? Do you remember that one? I don't know I mean, if I've watched it. <laughs> I don't think you've missed that much. Anyway, okay. Peter, freaking amazing stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for sending that in. Thank And thank you everyone who sent something in for this bonus Doctor Retrospective 
farewell, Fifth Doctor. This isn't it for Doctor Who, nor is it it for Who Back When, because we will return in uh, some reviews coming up next. Next up, we've got a new Who review. We'll be recording that in actually just a few days. That will be of what, Jim Cakes? Demons of the Punjab. Dang right it will be. Then we have a classic return with The Twin Dilemma. It's the first Colin Baker serial, which well, I'm very curious about. Yeah. Uh, at some point, we're doing an audio who with none other than this doctor, and that will be... The Gathering. And at some point, we'll have a bonus episode. Who knows what that is? This is a bonus episode. Are you not entertained? I had pre-scripted that. I apologize. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> We'll see when and what that is. It'll, yeah, we'll see. In the meantime, though, you can say hello to us on Twitter. Uh, Jim Cakes, I believe you're available online. That's correct. You can find me at Jimmy the Who. Very, very good branding. And whereabouts Um, might they find you? You can find me at Ponkin, P-O-N-K-E-N. Peeps. Thank you so much for listening. Jim Cakes, I've had a fantastic time chatting with you, dude. Me too. Yeah, thank you. I also had a fantastic time chatting, like reviewing Fifth Doctor serials with you. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Going down memory lane. Good stuff. Yeah, dang right it was. Podcast Land, until the next time, please. Remain rad und excellent to each other. Rock on and cha-chao. Auf Wiederhören. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! But I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Hey! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome! High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it, we're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, cha ciao. Who back when?